0: What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle, and in this episode, I sit down with photographer Elliot O'Donovan. Now, Elliot is a professional headshot photographer here in DC, and I knew of him about a year ago. But I've been hearing more and more about him. He has studios in the same studio that I record podcasts, and so eventually, I was just walking by a studio, like, "Yo, dude, you want to come on the studio, man? I'm so fascinated about you and what he does because he is arguably the biggest." Uh, and most successful headshot photographer in Washington, D.C. that I can know about. If there's anyone more successful, I'm sorry I don't know about you, but this dude completely kills it. He's got two amazing studios. He's got an incredible system of how he kind of like does all this stuff. But anyways, um, it was so fun to sit down with him and just learn some game from an og not just that but we didn't just talk about photography the whole time we talked about a, a, an array of different subjects and i really enjoyed sitting down with him he's a really cool guy another long-haired brethren you know you always gotta love the long-haired people but anyways guys we're really gonna enjoy this that being said um please check out the youtube channel maybe shoot us a subscribe if you're really digging the content uh unfortunately this episode is still gonna be audio only because of video stuff but you know Still so getting the content out there. Still feels good. And, oh, of course, if you're listening and you want to sponsor the podcast, open to talk about that, too. You can always shoot me an email at thebruceallen at gmail.com. Anyways, guys, stay safe out there during this whole COVID thing. Peace. That's the angle. Oh, what? That's the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I'm sitting here with Elliot Donovan. What's up, guys? What's up, dude? Welcome. How's it going? Dude, before we get into this, I need to vent a little bit because uh, this is something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Is it? Don't you think it's weird, like that when a stranger, like, like when you're out in public and a stranger like approaches you and they say something or they engage with you, yeah, and then you don't act, you don't react the way they expect you to, so they get upset at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens to me every day yeah that's like the story yeah. of living in dc yeah it is so what would tell me you got to tell me specifically what happened okay yeah so clearly something triggered this dude so on my drive here i'm like sitting at the light i got my windows down it's like one of the nice uh, yeah. nicest days out Super in a while nice. yeah and i got some juice world blast and i'm in my zone but i'm at the stoplight when you're at a stoplight in dc with the windows down you're kind of like shit you gotta
1: yeah yeah you know and it's it's weird so so
0: <laughs> so i'm just chilling <laughs> and out of nowhere, this dude comes up behind me on the driver's side, and he comes up to my window, uh-huh. and he's like, hey, you got a light? And I kind of heard him a little bit, but it took me off guard, so I was like, I went to, like, defense mode, and I was like, you Yeah, know, he was
1: up in your space. Yeah, yeah
0: and your, like, adrenaline gets pumping and shit. I'm like, yeah. all right, what's this guy's next move, you know? Yeah. And he goes, I was like, nah. And he goes, he goes, he goes, don't, he goes, don't worry, man. He's like, not every interaction's a robbery. I was like, damn, because oh. I'm thinking, like, oh, it really kind of felt like that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> which street were you on what street were you on in dc uh 14th street it's like, 14th dr- street. like okay yeah it's
0: was, it was like no no sorry i was like coming from u street 714 same shit where everyone yeah. just kind of hangs out and then so i was just like why and then he looks at me he goes you just met uh like something perez and i was like all right whatever dude And he like walks away i had a worse incident happen uh-huh. a couple months ago when i broke my big toe okay it was literally like the day i got uh uh like a splint for my for my big toe like when you break uh-huh. your toe you don't get just like a cast you they get like no. a boot yeah, yeah yeah you get the boot you get the boot yeah. and so it was like the first day in the boot and i'm fucking miserable i'm walking <laughs> out of the, the doctor's office like i have to take a jump bike home you know like so i'm like walking to the yeah, jump you're hobbling i'm hobbling, like, I'm hobbling to hobbling. the jump bike i'm in pain and this fucking homeless guys like just like just hobo looking dude was like like he does this gesture like he's gonna stomp on my foot like, I really? swear to God, he does this gesture, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, he was like oh, Man. And he was like, haha ha, lighten up. I'm like, dude, it's not funny. And then he <laughs> gets not, then he starts getting pissed, pissed. And I'm and I'm kind of getting worried because I'm like, I'm so defenseless at this point. <laughs> yeah. I dude, no, it's funny. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm like, i I have got like one leg, like, I can't do shit. And this no. is kind of like a bigger homeless dude, too. I was like, oh fuck. He goes, he goes, uh, what, what, he like he gestures, and I was like, "Dude, it's not funny. He goes, he goes, he's like, "What the fuck, are you mad about, white boy?" And I was like, "What?" I'm sitting there like, "Oh crap, this is about to suck." And he goes, yeah. he goes, he's like, "What you know?" He's like, "You ain't no shit." And he goes, he goes, he goes, "I've been shot like ten times," oh and he and he God. and he pulls up his shirt and he shows me his his stomach, and it it looked like just eviscerated, just like oh lacerated, my God, dude. He was like, he's like, "I was in a wheelchair for like ten years." He's like, "Shut the fuck up," and I was like. He was just looking to he was angry he, he was just he was angry. angry
1: he was looking yeah, but that was that another is, that was another
0: yeah. example of like someone expecting a reaction that 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 yeah. they, and it's just not what they want and they get mad at you. it's so weird, dude, it happens a lot,
1: isn't it? Yeah, it happens a lot and I don't even know is there an answer to that? Is there like, like I don't know what are you supposed to say about that? you know it's just I think any major city is gonna have I mean you're gonna have interactions like that. It happens all the time I mean I was in I was in New York City with my dad years ago like 20 20 years ago or something like that and there's this like scam that people would do where they like if it, it was raining outside and there's this scam that people will do where they like slide under your car at a stoplight and then pretend that you hit them and then get up and try and get insurance money from you. It's kind of a crazy thing. Like, oh, wow. So anyways, that happened to me and my dad. And this is just on the topic of like, I, to be honest, I don't know if this dude was homeless, but you just, for some reason, it reminded me of yeah, that no, insanity. No, no, no. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the guy came up and he like, I was maybe 13 years old. He came around to the left side of my dad's uh, driver's seat. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He was like, you just hit me. My dad's like, I didn't even see you there. What happened? And the guy took his bare fist and he shattered the driver's side window completely no way. just like glass flew all over his lap and mine. Whoa, and uh, and then the light turned green, and I was like, Dad, you just drive, drive, just go, <laughs> <laughs> and the dude. And the dude, and we just drove off, and the dude was there like screaming. It was actually a terrifying incident, dude. dude that's terrifying was, as fuck because it's like horrible.
0: You don't know how to react in those situations,
1: yeah, you don't. And it's like, and the funny thing is, now like, I looked at it in retrospect, and I'm always like, I try to play this, like, kind of heroic, tough guy, like, family man. I'm like, if anyone messed with my, like, dad or my my (laughs) siblings, like, I would take him out. But when that adrenaline kicks in, like, I don't want to fight anybody. Yeah. The truth is, like, I'm a softie. I don't want to fight anybody, dude. Um, And that, that, those situations with, like, I mean, look, we're on O Street. Like, there's some is across the street. Like, uh, the truth is, like, we interacting with homeless people you're inter- you're dealing with like mental health issues and like it's more than just like the nuisance of like getting messed with from time to time you know mm-hmm. it's like a much deeper seated issue and what I've realized is like it's so funny that this is like we're on a tangent here I'm nah, a this, tangent is about this but like I like have had to work on my perception of of my surroundings in that sense like huh. like for instance, like that dude running up on you and being like, "Do you have a light?" Yeah. i would have had I would have had the same reaction you know yeah what I mean? uh, and especially like kind of, I've been in this studio here at O Street for, for like four years now. I've been here for a long time. I'm, I feel like I'm like one of the OGs in this
0: building. Dude, you um, are. But but real yeah. quick, just so people can grasp what you mean by so it's like a it's like a, it's what, a, what is it?
1: Yeah, so it's a soup kitchen. So some is called So Others Might Eat. So it provides breakfast and lunch to anybody, anybody that wants to, oh, to show up. Oh, and that's
0: why there's so many homeless people on this block. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's like one of the few and only organizations in D.C. that provides mm. that type of help to people. And there's also a, a, a clinic like a hospital across that's directly next to us that provides medical care completely for free to oh. anyone that needs it so that's why you get like the high traffic the high volumes of people that are here but the point I was trying to make is yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can have a perception and idea about somebody but until you actually talk to them like I I volunteered over there a couple of years ago oh no did way. portraits which was like to date still one of my favorite projects really? it was like a volunteer thing like it's called help portrait. And I went in there, set up a backdrop, set up like one of those textured, hand-painted backdrops. Ooh. And I took portraits with a couple other guys for like eight hours. <laughs> and we photographed all these dudes. And a few of them
0: I, I saw today, like I say what's up to them every time I roll up. And the stories are crazy, man. Like It's like it's like in a way you were humanizing them. Because we look at them almost like – I could make jokes about how they look like the Walking Dead cast. But I, but it's different yeah. when you actually have that intimate moment, I guess, Dude, in, in a portrait or something yeah. like that. Is kind of – you talk to him a little bit. It's too. so intimate,
1: man. It's it, that's what I love. I mean, that's what I love about photography. That's why that's why I do photography. It's really like I've been doing I've been taking pictures for for like over 10 years. Holy shit. And I think dude. the only reason I'm I've stuck with it is because it's an avenue for me to connect with people one on one. Dude, it it's really not just about is. the photos. It's just I like connecting with people and getting intimate. Like I I suffer from like I, when I have to have small talk with people, it's like the worst thing on the planet. <laughs>
0: How's your you day know? going? Good. How about you? Oh, it's good. Yeah, I'll it's like it we get real. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, we get real. When I photograph people, even if it's like a no matter who I'm photographing, it gets pretty real. And like, I don't know what the right word to use is, but in, it's intimate. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, you're building trust with that person,
0: especially you know? when it's something like a portrait. You know, it's like yeah. you you kind of want a little bit of vulnerability and a you little bit to. of understanding there yeah. because. It's people are so hesitant, and it's such an unnatural thing to be in front of a lens oh, and so to awkward. try and capture someone's essence that way. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so
1: it's super awkward, um, and it's awkward for me too. I mean, have you ever had like your? I'm sure you have like yeah. a friend that's a photographer photographed you before. Yeah, uh, it sucks, dude. It's like even for me, still after like it's been. I've had friends take my photos a few times. And the worst is when it's like the person is is holding the camera and like putting their settings in, and they're just pointing it at you and not saying anything.
0: Oh yeah, it's or they're just, just like silent. At, they're just like chimping, like looking at the, the photo, and they're are just like thinking about it, and you're sitting there like, yeah, was it good? Was it bad? <laughs> yeah, What's and you're like, here? am I still posing?
1: Am I holding <laughs> this? What am I doing? You know. Uh, Did you
0: get any crazy stories when you interviewed some of these homeless people?
1: Like, what the stories
0: were insane? What were
1: they telling you? I'm the so stories fascinated were incredible. By the way. One of the guys that's out there now uh, that I saw today, he was an ex-boxer. Uh, like, he was a professional boxer at one point in his life in his twenties. All right, don't mess with that guy. I yeah, that. and just like had, uh, dude, like it just f- fell in hard times, man. Like it could happen. The thing that I try to remember is like it could happen to any of us. Like. I mean, obviously, some people are set up at a lower point than others. You know, there's inequality issues. But, like, the stories that I heard and that I've seen, like, another dude was, a, was an actor. Wow. it was crazy. Like, he had worked on Broadway. He had been in New York. And I'm not, I'm not asking. First of all, I was photographing so many people that I didn't have time to, like,
0: oh, okay, yeah, get into, there's... like,
1: big, deep conversations. But, mm-hmm. like, the snippets that I got is this guy was an actor. He was on Broadway like he had worked on X Productions in the 80s and 90s. And then he's, you know, a few years later, like he's at this place getting a free meal and like getting a portrait taken and 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 hadn't been photographed. Like some of these people said they hadn't been photographed in over like 10
0: years. They hadn't seen a photograph of themselves. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy to think that someone could slide that far down. Like to think that an individual human could go from like a normal life to... A, such a desperate place where they're yeah. literally having to get free food on the corner. Like to me, it doesn't seem like that can happen to anyone. Like to me, it, I feel like I could personally never get there. Like I, or or like you could never get that, I, yeah, but then I, I say that now, but I might be homeless in a year. You. you never yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just seems we're like. we're artists, dude. Like, like, it like just, we couldn't get there. <laughs> hey, Trust hey one like. good recession and we're all fucked. Exactly. If Bernie gets it, no, I'm just kidding, dude. dude you're right, though. <laughs> there there are mean, predictions around that where if he got actually got presidency and his whole economic thing, that the economy would crash, and that scares me because we're artists oh, and dude. we need a good the economy the to first thrive. To we're we're the first to the get first to go. Like, yeah. oh, wh- honey, what should we not spend? You know, let's not spend money on yeah. Elliot's uh, uh, expensive yeah. portraits. You yeah. know, I know they're nice and all, but <laughs> we need to pay rent this month. I think about that all the time. Isn't dude. that scary? Yeah, I think about it all the time. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I think it could. It like just given that example, it could happen to me. It could happen to you. Like, I, and and also there are so many other factors. Like, imagine yeah. you made one bad investment. Imagine you bought a house and then the the market crashed. And, and your business like fell off. I mean, that for me, like, is a very real example of like six months of that, and like my business would go under. I don't know about yours, but like if oh, yeah. I invested in a property and then like a recession hit, who knows what would happen, dude? I mean, it's, it's, scary. I try not to future trip. I try no, not to, cause that I can get into a whole like existential think, crisis. And about. I think
0: the scary part about that is like people who don't have families. And I think that's a big reason why I, everyone, could feel a little bit more protected because if, if shit hit the fan you had absolutely nothing you could at least live at your like your parents house yeah so i think a lot of times yes. when people are homeless on the streets in that desperate situation that's, they don't even have family dude, that's that's like usually what it is like, and that scares yeah. the shit i mean like if i imagined my life with absolutely no one else like yeah. no christmases no vacations with my family nothing like that all of a sudden the world seems like a lot colder of a place a like smaller you know yeah. like you might do more things out of desperation
1: yeah yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary, man. And
1: and I just got to I just try to count my blessings and 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 like lately especially like gratitude is a big thing for me. Like waking yeah. up waking up every day and like not getting into not getting into like what I should have or like what I saw someone else doing on Instagram or like where I should be in my career or creatively, like, and just being like, I mean, I really simplify it. Like I, I, I do a gratitude list and I say like, Oh wow. Thank you for, I'm grateful for the client that hired me today, damn, regardless of what I was doing. You know what I mean? Or I'm grateful for this. Like, thank you for, uh, that I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Thank you that like the sun is like really simple things. And and I'm I'm telling you, dude, it, I mean, this isn't, I'm not. Is this like your
0: morning routine? Yeah,
1: it's my morning routine. I meditate. I do, I do this list. Like
0: I've heard, you know, yeah. I've been getting into more of like self development and like better routines that function because as freelancers, as artists, people yeah. run our own business it's so easy to not have a routine and to oh, kind of be scattered. So I've been trying to get more into routines. Completely. What's your morning routine? If you mind talking about it. Like, yeah, I'm so uh,
1: curious. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, just to be completely honest, like I struggle with routine. Like Routine Same, is dude. my biggest struggle in the world. Like Filling an eight-hour day with a set list of tasks is almost impossible like, for habit me. forming is yeah. so hard and i'm shocked that like i'm still doing okay at this point like, <laughs> fun- more than okay, but then i'm like functioning it's crazy you know <laughs> so the morning routine is like the one thing that i consistently do and and it's it's really been like it's been on and off but the last couple months it's been a daily consistent thing so um i have like uh so i, u- I usually wake up i make a cup of coffee um I sit back down. I drink two sips of the coffee, and then I set a ten-minute timer for a silent meditation. Interesting. I do ten minutes of meditation, uh, and then immediately afterwards, I uh, either do like a reading. It's like a, it's kind of like a centering reading. It's like sp- spiritual literature type thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of different ones you can find. Um, and then I and then I try to do like that gratitude list, dude. So Ooh. I try to kind of reflect on the day that I have. Uh, ahead of me, you know, because I'm the type of guy who if I don't do these things,
0: like my default can be like, I don't want to do this. Dude, that's I, I love that gratitude list. That's, that seems that it's seems huge. so striking because if you start your day off being like, I'm so thankful to have like a roof to have Even if food. I don't feel that way. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily that I really am like,
1: yeah, today's gonna like I'm not like Ned yeah. Flanders. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like this is to to reprogram my brain from being like from being like, I should
0: be in LA right now. Right. Or I should be in New York.
1: You know, That's, like I can just go, I
0: why haven't I got that big fashion client? You like, know what why I mean? am I like, not dude, taking it?
1: It's never ending and it's like our our path for validation. Like I feel like any artist is like almost like has a deficiency on like self love and self-validation. You know oh, what I mean? Dude, like it's so true. Like we need to, for 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 us to have chosen a career like this, like we like crave affirmation more than the average person. We, I mean, like, you want do. people to say like
0: you're amazing. We all get you know? fired up when someone's like, "Dude, that shot's so good!" you Like, eh, like or you get yeah. that comment or you get that DM or even just like the real life shit when you're when totally. you're like with a client and then someone's like, "Oh my god, I've never looked so good!" You're like, mm. like just yeah, these little ego amazing. drips are so nice. It
1: feels so nice. And then when it's when it's taken away, it's like you detox from it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that was. So part of this whole like my like spiritual practice and like trying to center myself came from from like so I've been doing photography professionally for I've been doing it full time for over seven years, dude, which to me is so wild because it feels like dude, that's wild. It feels like not long ago where I like quit my bartending job and I was like, I'm just going to go for it, man. Like, (sighs) I'm just going to try. Like, no, like I had no plan B. It was like I was working in the service industry. And I was like, "I'm gonna be a professional photographer, like no matter what by any means necessary did you have any experience at that point, are you were just uh, yeah. Like... yeah, so I had like had a camera so i i I took a photography class in like two thousand seven uh and then it was a film photography class, so I'd taken two classes it was film photography, and then I took a career counseling class i was <laughs> I was living in California at the time and the career counseling class was like pick a career that you want to do. It was like once this was like a two month class. Whoa. And I was like, well, I want to be a photographer. I just decided. And then for that career counseling class, you had to interview someone in your in that field. Wow. So I interviewed my photography professor and I asked him, I was like, can, like, is it feasible to become a professional photographer? Like, could I really like Ooh. tell me the truth? Give me the real stuff. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, absolutely. And something I've always been insecure about, and even back then in 2007, was like, what if I don't have, like, the eye for fine art? Like, what Ooh. if I don't have, like, what if I, what if I just, you know how some people just so effortlessly, yeah, like, like this, take shots, they,
0: and, like, they're able to not look at the, the, um, the... Like, it's second nature. Like, e- like, it... it you're so right. I've always thought that there's something that is a difference between a great photographer and a good photographer, mm-hmm. and it's that eye. And you don't know if you have it or not yes. when, you, when you're starting. Like you, you're not sure. Like, totally, am I that good, or does my lighting really look cheesy right now? Like you're exactly. really not sure. And like composition and technical ability
1: is something that everyone can learn. Everyone can learn the technical side, but some of the greatest photographers I've ever seen, like they're like seeing. I remember assisting some people on shoots and seeing them take the camera away from their eye and just turning it and like taking shots that were not, you know what I mean? Just like being so obscure and like moving the camera around like Terry Richardson style, you know what I mean? Like I was shocked. Well, how is anyone shooting like that? Like you have to frame it up properly. And so I was super insecure about that from the very beginning. And uh, I asked him, I said, could I still be a professional? And he goes, he goes, yeah, absolutely. You could just shoot commercial work. You could be a commercial photographer. And uh, it's such a broad, vague term. Yeah, it's super broad, super vague. But he was like, you don't have to be a fine art photographer. You know, You, you could be a commercial. You could work for brands and. Funnily enough, like I would, I would say the realistically, like the direction I've gone. That was two thousand seven. It's twenty twenty now. It's been wow. years. Like I kind of have become a commercial photographer. You kind of have. You know what I mean? Like, like, like looking
0: at your work, like you definitely have great personal projects and stuff. But like the bulk of your work yeah. is. It's
1: like cl- like, and this is just how I would hope that people see it. But like, it's clean. It's you know, I, I try to be very meticulous with my lighting and like. I don't overprocess, you know. It, it, and like I work, I, I work with brands, and I've I've worked obviously in DC. I work with a bunch of corporate clients, but it's kind of funny how that just like
0: panned out. Like the thing he said is what you it's, ended up doing. Like what current, if he was like, yeah, you can always be a lingerie photographer. Like yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> dude, don't get me he wrong. Could have like said anything.
0: I've I've wanted to do
1: a million different things with photography. Yeah, you know, but I I think like the the one common thing for me was like i have to survive and by any means necessary like i have to survive meaning put food on the table like have a place to live like solely i don't know why it was so important for me to have a sole income of photography but where where some people like when i got into it i was like i just want to photograph musicians Ooh. i want to work with artists like i want to that's what i want to do i wanted to be backstage i wanted to shoot like I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to be, like, in the scene. Yeah. You know? And I tried doing that, and the most I ever got paid was, like, a hundred bucks a night. That shit does
0: not pay. Like, event and concert photography is
1: such shit. Or it just didn't pay at all.
0: Yeah. You're you're shooting for, like, portfolio to hopefully get picked up by some rapper to go on their tour or something. Like, is that the goal? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And, like, dude, at my age, I was, like, 25, 26. I'm, like, if I was 20, then maybe that would be cool, and I could just, like, float for a while. But I was looking for, like, how am I going to, like, I need to be successful, you and know what I mean, I mean?
0: If, if you're to ask me, I'd say you chose the one niche in the right city. Like if I was oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, what's what's you know, if I was to be a photographer and pick the most profitable thing <laughs> yeah. for the Washington D.C. clientele, what would be well, I should probably do headshots. That's yeah. literally you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and dude, but I
1: have to tell you, it was not. It, it was it was inadvertent. It wasn't like mm. a. It, I didn't have like some direct plan to do to do one thing to do like headshots. You know what I mean? Mm. I was. I've done everything, man. Like I, I I've shot concerts, I did that. When I first got started out like the first thing I got paid for was nightclub photography. Oh my God. Like I was a nightclub photographer and I legit thought I was going to become a famous nightclub photographer. I was like, this is going to be my being like Kira was here or something. That's he was like my idol at the time. Oh, was he was in Yeah. Dude. And I've shot with him a couple of times. Are you serious? I mean, I've shot events with him before. Yeah. Like his crazy champagne
0: parties and shit. No, these oh. were like, oh, like, like, he was a bla- photographer,
1: he was a photographer, like black tie. Like he shot for Hennessy and I was shooting for Hennessy at the same time. Super cool. Super humble guy. Um, but yeah, th- I realized that like he was like an anomaly, dude. There can only be one of him. Yeah,
0: that is such... There can a... only be one. I remember either. years ago watching like a weird documentary about him. Before he was this big mm-hmm. Netflix guy, like, it was like this weird documentary, him in New York, and he looked like a little young fuck, and he's just yeah. kind of sharing how he's become this crazy nightlife yeah. photographer. And it's not... Su- let's be honest, it's not sustainable, dude. Like For him? Uh, for anybody. Oh.
1: Definitely not for him. It's like I was... What I loved about it was like I got free drinks... That's and nice. like people like were pretty receptive to the photographer. Like I thought I was cool, but it's not like, dude. If you're getting wasted every night and getting paid a hundred bucks a night, like how are you going to do that? That's literally career?
0: the rate. Like I remember uh, there's been a few times where I was like, someone asked me to do some nightclub stuff, and I was like, yeah, how much are you paying? Oh, like a hundred bucks, and you got to be here for six hours. Exactly. And I was like, what? Until like three, three,
1: four o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, but I like so I went from that, and then I like I, I I found like a business partner, this girl that was. Uh, shooting weddings and and stuff like that. So I tried shooting weddings for a while and I I did pretty well with that. And headshots were always just initially like a supplemental thing. It Mm -hmm. was like, and it still is, to be completely honest. Really? It's like a thing that I do so I can, so I can, first of all, have the lifestyle that I want, but also shoot the things that I want uh, and have the time to, to travel and shoot the things that I want and not
0: work a day job that that's something that's not spoken about enough in the photography world is like when someone asks you oh what do you like what do you shoot like what what kind of photography do you yeah. do you always are like uh well there's the stuff that i get paid for and then there's the stuff that i really enjoy shooting totally. not that totally. the stuff that you get paid for you hate or you're not good at it yeah it's just that you like no this is what pays the bills and this is what i enjoy 100 dude and, and and the fact is like the reality is that i
1: do headshots like all the time I mean headshots professional headshots and like all sorts of headshots are like the bulk of what I do and definitely the bulk of what I get paid for but there was a long time where like for a couple years where if somebody called me a headshot photographer I'd be deeply offended I'd be like excuse me you know know, have you not seen what I've also shot have you not seen this I just shot for Under Armour I did like I've shot for this magazine I've
0: done this but like it doesn't matter, dude. Like it. It, it really doesn't because I mean, you're exactly. so worried about your perception of for people like on the public. Oh no, I'm an artist photographer. Yeah. and you're so worried about it. It's but all it, bullshit, dude. It's it's, it's like this it's, big ego trip. It's you ego.
1: Get. It's ego, and that brings us back to like the meditation and the spiritual mm-hmm. grounding and like the gratitude. Because, like, I will never, from the outside world, from you, from anyone else, I will never get the validation that I'm actually, that I think I need. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There's only, there's not enough, like, people saying, like, you're good at what you do. Like, that has to, whatever I need needs to come from within. I know it sounds super cheesy. But, like, (laughs) and it's not, like, photography is, dude, like, I don't even, like, I love photography. I'm so happy that, like, this is my job. It's awesome. Like, it's mind blowing that I make a living doing this, but it's just, it's a job dude. Like it's like anybody, it doesn't have to be like some, some like existential, like, like, like I just feel like artists and myself included have tried to turn it into something that's like my heart and my soul and my life is in this. And without Uh, it, I will die. Being
0: like so altruistic and so artistic about it. Like,
1: well, so invested in, in the work and in like, and in the like, in the likes, and in the in the validation that you get from people, and for me, it's like, dude, I, I'm going to do the best that I can for my clients, the people that are that are hiring me. I'm going to do the absolute best that I can, but the validation actually means nothing, and, it, and and validation is super dangerous in this day and age with social media. It's so dangerous, dude, because I've watched so many people trickle off and like start. Start going in the direction that will like say for Instagram will get them more likes. And then they're shooting work that is not marketable for them to get hired. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, and a, then that's
0: and a big discussion that we should definitely touch on is the fact that like shooting just to shoot and shooting work that's marketable. But I want to address the whole thing about being like the headshot photographer, because when I first started, it, it that's like a thing that you, you kind of play in your head, like, Oh, I, I don't ever want to be a wedding photographer. I don't oh, ever totally. want to be a headshot or an events photographer. Because yeah. you have this weird stigma in your head where it's like this lower class of oh, photographer totally. because you're not all the time being creative yeah. and then yeah. as and then you, you'll get
1: pigeonholed yeah and then you, you get know? pigeonholed and
0: like you're seen as like some sterile artistic photographer but then as yeah. you get deeper into your career you start realizing like wait it doesn't have to be that at all and that's where all the money's at totally. and if i want to do yeah. what i want to do and get the guap it's like you start making these sacrifices, dude. Like, it's the
1: you said it. You hit the nail on the head, man. And it's about longevity, like it I, is. you know. I, and I'm telling you, is from somebody that's been doing it now for, like I would say, over ten years of like, like hustling at photography in seven years full time. Like, dude, that's so impressive.
0: By the way, thank like, you, like, dude. You've been doing it for seven years. Like, that's before it was cool. Yeah, people like, don't I think was, about that. Like, photography was not cool ten years ago. No,
1: yeah, it was. It was really like. It was few and far between, and like there were only a couple. There were like two or three people that I idolized in DC. Maybe like one, really one photographer that was just like crushing it. Who was it? Uh, So my mentor, uh, dude, I love. He's still a really good friend of mine. His name's Douglas Saunders. He was Mm -hmm. a big commercial photographer, editorial photographer. He moved to LA, and he's doing like more like producing and and VR augmented. He's like on a different plane now. Uh, but I saw his work in like 2008, 2009, I took a workshop with him and started assisting him on photo shoots. And Mm -hmm. and, and the deal is it was just, it was not super saturated at that point. Like it wasn't like, and it wasn't a likes thing. Like I, I I didn't even care. I wasn't valuing any of my work. I was just putting work out there. Whatever I shot, I would just put it out there and it, it, whatever traction I got didn't really matter. Um, but yeah i feel like i lost my train of thought the uh yeah so the the headshot photographer thing is like i have seen so since I've been doing it for seven years full time I've seen people that did not want to identify as a wedding photographer they didn't want to put themselves out there
0: like yeah. that they were like I'm going to
1: do it on the side and I'm going to post my photos of naked women or like lingerie shoots that's what I'm going to be known for oh my
0: god that's literally me I have so many lingerie shots on my Instagram but then you have all like I'm your saying, real work that you get hired for on your website
1: yeah exactly all it's I'm like saying thing. all I'm saying is I have seen firsthand a lot of people that just are no longer doing photography Yeah, or they just have a full time job which is fine too but the question is what, what do you want what do I want I want to work for myself I want to be an entrepreneur I want to make my own schedule I want to have my own studio I want to have my own office in order for me personally to do those things I had to sacrifice my ego. You do. You know? And not only... So this this is a little secret about headshots, dude. Headshots are becoming like more acceptable now, but in 2010 and 11, they were certainly not cool. And they were, in fact, the baseline for headshots was the like quality was so bad. Really? That like if you even put an ounce of effort in like... Creativeness into what you were shooting, people were like, "Your work is amazing." So that's what like kind of propelled me into being able to go full time. Like companies would show me, they'd be like, "Here's what we have," just so fucking cheesy. Just like just bad lighting, just bad lighting. Looked like it was taken in the '90s. Like bad angles. The in the most important thing, like my biggest like pitch to people was I
0: will make you look authentic and and relaxed. That's the hard part about portrait photography. It's the hardest part. That people don't realize until you step up to the plate. It's
1: the hardest part, like looking natural, looking relaxed. And uh, yeah, and and so I just came in with it and was like, I'm not going to use this, like I'm not going to have that mentality of this is a side hustle because the photographers that are so amazing in fashion but then are like, oh, I'll do your headshots, they're not putting their effort into it they're just like this is a side
0: hustle and they're probably not even getting paid for fashion photography they're just they're just like shooting dude, down spec work I'm or just creating you, this portfolio bruce, for
1: bruce i know guys like not saying names but like i have it's all smoke and mirrors man it is it's dude. all smoke and mirrors you probably know better than me i've met people with 50,000 100,000 followers on instagram that their work is like impeccable And they are like starving artists. They're sleeping. They're in like a group house with seven people, and they're thirty-five years old. And I'm like, I just can't. I like I. I respect the true artist, dude. I fucking respect it. And if you think I'm like
0: that, is awesome. It's just not. It's just not me, man. Like, but if you take away the fucking Instagram, what are they then? I don't. I don't know. You know, it's like it's like it's like. And even I've gotten lost in that sauce when I first started. Is oh yeah, you're shooting for Instagram and like you're starting to get gigs off of it. So you just kind of keep shooting when collabing and doing these yeah. great things. And you don't even think about, is this work going to get me future work? Like, is this going to be the work that lands me a client? Or it, yeah. it wasn't until like this last year where I was like, oh, wait a minute, like if I want to make this real. I need to shoot stuff that's actually marketable, exactly. stuff that I can use in a portfolio yeah. or a pitch deck or something. Like, yeah. You're so right.
1: And it doesn't have to be, dude, And it here's the deal. It doesn't have to be headshots. It doesn't have to be weddings. Mm-hmm. It, it just needs to be like, like it could be like it could be taking some elements of fashion and putting it into like a brand shoot like a lookbook shoot for a clothing company or a yoga studio like that stuff that I've done or you know what i mean like it's really simple it doesn't have to be overly complicated but anything that you could pitch to a to a potential brand like a company that wants to hire you and that's what's worked for me like i've had people contact me for editorial shoots cuz they saw a shoot that i did that was personal work that i didn't even get paid for you know what I mean? That's so awesome. what I don't get what I have rarely had is like fat for some reason fashion has never really hit for me like a f- like I've never like had a high fashion like super high
0: paying fashion shoot and I don't think anyone ever does like like I where know. like who where are those guys if you're not living in New York LA it feels like a far fetched dream sometimes Yeah like where yeah. are these mysterious fashion clients you're doing all this work for it's like
1: I don't know and I I think it's dude I don't know. That's why I try not to, like, I kind of, I, I like to think, it's funny, you, when you walked by my studio, like, a couple weeks ago, you were like, I, I want to interview you. I want to, like, know what you're about. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like a low-key dude. I don't, like... I'm not super involved in any like scenes or like, I'm not, I don't go to like a lot of meetups or, That's true That's true you know what I'm saying? And I, I kind of just like try to do my own thing and not, not because I don't like like people, but it's because, uh, if I get too focused on what other people in my industry are doing, I start to think I'm doing something wrong. You know what oh. I mean? And I start to think like, like, like I start to believe that like, oh my
0: God, they're shooting this or like.
1: Why am I not shooting that? And it's so easy to compare when you look at this
0: guy's work, but you don't realize that he has a full time job during the day, so he's just doing this. And then you are like,
1: "Do yeah." And it's like, like to do this full time is like is freaking awesome, dude. I don't care. Like at this point, I am like, headshots are super. Headshots are also super fun, man. Like I meet people that I would have never met before. Like I meet people from walks of life that I'm like, like they come into my studio, we sit down and talk, and they're like, you know, obviously in D.C., it's like a political consultant for, you know, some like like or whatever, like
0: ex CIA person, yeah. ex
1: FBI. It's actually
0: someone on your level where, like, you're on the tier of photography where you have big profile people who totally. It might not be publicly big profile, but it right. might be someone who's just like, dude, super. Uh, Any you know, dude, what I'm it's
1: saying? crazy. Yeah. I had the royal commander of the. Qatari Air Force come in. <laughs> he came in t- to O Street with a driver, like with security Holy profile. Shit. They were like, What is this place? <laughs> like, which is so funny that people come to this studio. Um, but like and they come in and and I get to sit with these people and they're like, This guy was like, Come to Qatar anytime. He's like, We'll show you an amazing time. And it's like, that
0: is awesome. See, and, and those are the moments that no one speaks about. Like from the outside, you're thinking, like, oh, I don't want to be a headshot photographer. Right. But when you're in the moment with the, with these people and you're spending the time, it feels good. Like it it's, feels really it's good. so yeah. satisfying to have these conversations with people that you just met and you get to know them and then to take a yeah. photo that they can appreciate themselves for. It's nice, dude. And it's like that moment, those moments, like that. being the guitar guy. That's that's you can't foresee. and That's kind of unsaid yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, dude. But but the flip side is like for me, I am considering. Like I'm not sure what my final plan is going to be, but I'm considering moving. To Los Angeles, or doing like part time here, part time in Los Angeles, because I like, dude. The truth is, like, I have done really well for myself, like, as a photographer. But like, as far as a long term play, like, creatively,
0: I have to do something else in addition to why LA is. it more opportunity? Like, what's going on there? I
1: not well. Yes, I think there is more opportunity, but I also think it's it's coincidental that I have friends from my from the industry here that moved to LA. And so that's the number one thing. Like, I have community there. Mm. Um, also, just from a lifestyle perspective, dude, like, I mean, Santa Monica, like it Venice nice. Beach, like, bike, I'm super into cycling, like, Weather's I always just nice. freaking love it, dude. And, and the spiritual stuff, the meditation, the yoga classes. Like, it's huge. From a lifestyle standpoint, that's why I would potentially want to be there. Uh, from a creative standpoint, like, if I wanted to, what I do want to do is maybe not shoot fashion, uh maybe not sh- like it doesn't have to be super crazy stuff but like i want to get more into stylized shoots like editorial style shoots that have a wardrobe stylist mm. a a set designer ooh a set like, designer
0: that's next level shit you right know
1: what there. i mean like a, a team of people like hair makeup like a freaking amazing studio that we've rented
0: and you can't get that in you dc you just can't get it in dc and, and, and i think that's the weird realistic thing that i've come to grips with because when i first got into photography and tried to be and s- since I've been professional, I've been professional for like two and a half years. Uh-huh. Um, I had to completely forget about that illusion of the big fashion shoots being in D.C. Totally. And, yeah, and it's just, a
1: weird realization. Unfortunately, the the models aren't here. You know, like the, the the high fat, the like in, the industry agency models are not in D.C. There's a couple of agency in agencies in dc but most of them are in new york or la The industry isn't here it's not here which is which is understandable uh the spaces dude you just have to take take 10 minutes of your day today, go on peer space and type in photo studio la oh and my look god these spaces that you can find it's absolutely new york you look at what?
0: some of the studios you can rent. you're like
1: holy shit. and then you wonder like before i found these and before i realized how obtainable it is to 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 get a shoot that looks like a high production shoot, like I would, I would look at someone's photos and be like, why don't my photos look, this looks insane, dude. Like it's because they've got the talent, they've got the model, they've got the
0: backdrop. They've they've got got got, the the professional lighting and this this perfect studio.
1: Dude, it makes it so much easier than when you're trying to like mishmash a set together at a venue that's like not that interesting, you know, with like you know, you don't have a stylist or like you and I are probably Jack of all trades. Like I try to style. I like try to help people pick out outfits. I'm not a stylist, dude. Mm. I don't know. You know, like it's so hard. You can't it's do so everything. It's I like, can't like, I'm not, that's not my profession. But, but even then getting paid for those gigs, it's like, is that really here in DC? I don't think so. You might be able to talk to another photographer that would tell you differently. In fact, I, I doubt that <laughs> I was just speaking of photographers doing this. I was just with, hanging out with a couple of friends last week and I was, we were having the same conversation. I go, I go, dude, it's just
0: not here, man. Like if it was, I would be shooting. But it. But you would like, like uh, it, without, you know, and let me say it for you so you don't have to say <laughs> it. But like you're at, you're the level of photographer who, are, who I consider has reached. The peak here in DC, like when I. So that's
1: what I was trying. And thank you, dude. That's yeah, so nice. That's really like super sweet of you to say. And and that's what I was trying to tell my two friends, which they immediately humbled me. They go, "What about?" Uh, they go, "What about?" Um, I don't know if you've heard of this photographer. His name is uh, Dean Alexander. He is sick. If you haven't heard of him, you should check. Is him he in out. the area? He's in Baltimore. Okay, go. Cool. He thank gets. God's name, he's 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 director of photographer. Uh, his work is sick, dude. Oh, sure and, is. and he's got a massive warehouse. And he's shooting the stuff, and he's shooting for big at big brands and getting flown. flown. Maybe the stuff is not in D.C. Baltimore, but like maybe what I'm trying to do and what he probably does is he is becomes like a freaking global photographer
0: available for projects nationally, internationally. Remember you know when we talked mean? about Anomaly? Yeah. You know, like someone like that where – You know, you can be so talented that you just transcend all borders. I get that. There's some people. He might be one of those people. But you have
1: to go and do it. Like, the thing is, it's not going to, like, for you and me being in DC, a big brand or an agency or, I don't know, a creative ad agency isn't going to, like, go to our website, see a bunch of work that was shot in DC and say, you know what, he's the guy for this job in London. They're not going to do that. Yeah, that's. We have to go to London and do the shoots ourselves. We have to set up shoots. We have to do trade shoots. We have to not get paid. We have to create something incredible looking, put it in our portfolio, and then we have to go to LA, we have to do the same thing, we have to go to New York. And when I say we, I mean this is kind of like where I'm at. And then when you look at my portfolio, you're like, he shoots in LA, he shoots in New York. Uh, he really, in you London. think like
0: that's kind of the path that you'd have to take to reach those? Kinds I don't of know how else to do it. I don't know how else because I it. have no idea. And I figured you might be the guy to ask. I like, think
1: that was. I think that is. I think the trick is to to show that you're you're able to produce work at that level. That you're able to and produce is a big word. You, that you can be a producer. You can yeah. execute finding a space. You can curate and, talent. And That's a big part of it too. Make like wardrobe. It's not just taking like,
0: pretty pictures. It's you have to organize dude, this shit. That it's, is the next level. And that's, that's 90% of the entire thing is like coordinating. It's like coordinating a band of strangers.
1: Oh my God. It's It's, it's insane. It's hard. It's really hard. And you have to be, I mean, it's so 95% of photographers, I think in this day and age can take um, amazing photos. Like they can compose an image, they can light it creatively. But the, the like 1%, the guys that like I look up to that I idolize are the ones that are like, like they have a crew. Dude, like yeah, Annie I've Leibovitz, noticed that too. And, and come on, everyone knows Annie Leibovitz. She's been, she's like, she is like the most famous photographer on the planet. She like, when you look at her images, it's not that she just walked into a studio and took a photo as much as effortless as it looks. She has a team of assistants oh that are God, on stage. Yes. She has set designers. She has stylists. She has an editor. She has all of this stuff that like, if I want to get to that level I have to be able to to put the grunt work in and like put in hours and hours of work to get one photo. Yeah. You need to one, get
0: one photo to show that you can like operate on that level. Yeah. As it,
1: opposed to getting a model and being like, hey, hitting them up on Instagram, hey, you want to shoot? Okay, yeah. What do you want to shoot? I don't know. Bring three outfits, and we'll like do some cool lighting. Like, because that's like what I want to do. That's the easiest. That's the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, but it's
0: (laughs) like. But when you start leveling up, you're like, okay, well, let me try and find a stylist. Let me get some makeup girl to do a pro bono for her portfolio. And then you start thinking about the location more and everything. And And, and this is where LA comes in for me. Mm. This is where LA
1: comes in for me. Like. It is just the, the the mass of people in that in in our industry are in LA or New York, and you know I was able there. I was in so I was in LA for a month in January, and I was oh, like, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just, I was lucky enough to get a couple paid shoots, which is I'm still like blown away that that happened. Yeah, all but the, I also all the
0: talent that's there.
1: Yeah, but I also did some uh, some like trade shoots, and and the fact that I was able to you know get in touch with agencies and. Uh, to work with makeup artists and find spaces in such a short period of time was really invigorating and like mm. it boosted me up, dude. Like, and I've been feeling, you know, at, at times like creatively, I can feel stagnant. Like, I'm not challenging myself yeah. at all. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at, dude. Like, trying to. That's
0: like the new challenge for you because I mean, next, when, I'm, when I'm saying like, yeah, you're essentially the top tier of the. Range of calibers in DC, it's it's a total combo because you're you're sitting at the top, like it's it's just what it that's, is. You've been in the game for a long ass time. Your work's great, and you track all like the biggest clients in the area. Like you are the photographer that, and honestly, my career path is going to be so different, in like seven years. But like you're the photographer that every photographer wants to be,
1: dude. Don't say like, that. dude. You have the that's studio. You're
0: doing shoots in LA, at least in DC. <laughs> that's not true, dude. You're killing come it, on. dude. Like, come on, let me turn your horn super, a little bit, dude. That's super sweet of you, to dude. See. I mean, like, dude, it's that's sick. Really like, nice of you when I was that. introduced to you, like, even just. When I went to Dio Studios, this was like a year or two ago, and his studio was right next to yours, I was like, who's this guy next to you? I, like, I, I think I like, peeked in, I, I thought it looked cool. He goes, oh, it's Elliot. He goes, man, he kills it, man. He, he's a headshot photographer, getting all that corporate money. <laughs> right. And I remember hearing that, and I was like, fuck, this guy's so smart, he knows like, the market. I remember thinking, like, this guy is hitting the niche so perfectly in DC, like, that's right. the perfect thing to do.
1: It certainly, like, it's, it, it, it's an avenue. Yeah, you can take, but there are other avenues you can take. I have friends that did the wedding hustle, and like they crush it doing that. You I mean, know what I mean? I mean have you spoken to Mason upstairs. Yes, he is one. Of the, he's one of those guys. Like Dude, he, he makes
0: like six figs as a so wedding photographer.
1: Yeah, so you can totally. You can. It, the thing is, it's there's a there's a crossroads that every photographer has to take, especially when you're when you are so invested in your work, where you're like, what, am I going to identify like if if i'm gonna go this route like if i'm gonna do headshots say or do weddings like am i gonna be able to identify as that and that is for me was the most humbling experience Mm -hmm. to be like to go from posting only stuff that i curated and like not even using the word headshot anywhere on my portfolio just putting like You know, here's an ad shoot I did, or here's an editorial client I worked with, or like here's an edgy portrait I took, to saying, okay, if I want to get hired for headshots, I need to make money. If I want to get hired for this, I'm gonna have to to present myself as a headshot photographer. Yeah. And like like Adam, like I'm gonna present myself as a wedding photographer, which is hard, dude. It's really hard. And I don't think like people get enough credit for that. Like I think it's it's super humbling man and like people have come up to me and said Elliot how i just went full time how am i going to do it and i'm like you have to and, and this is based on my own experience you have to like find something that is realistic if you want to do it full time for an av- for a revenue stream and you have to like identify with it yeah. you have to you have to have people that like meet you say you're the guy that does this you're the dude yeah you specialize in this And not like, dude, you're the fucking epic like celebrity lingerie fashion photographer. Like, you're you're the shit with this because I tried to do that, and like the problem is if I only posted my my most passionate work, right? If I only posted my personal work, Mm -hmm. the the big corporate like Dell and and like freaking AT and T,
0: those clients would look at my portfolio and be like, wow, beautiful. That's not what we need. So, so is someone messing up by only posting like their passionate work on their on like the IG because that's like the portfolio, and then having their website be the actual shit? I think the I th- dude. I think
1: you can get away with yeah. I mean, I kind of do that. I, I kind of okay. have my website as like yeah, I, I show everything that I shoot uh, on my website, and then I try with Instagram to like post my favorite shots, even oh. if it is headshots. I don't think that's a mistake to to put, but. Dude, this is a whole rabbit hole that you could go down. Like for me, I've had to be pretty like PG with my work over the years. Like I can't, for instance, like I'm getting hired by clients that are, that are like you said, they're like high level clients that like from a PR standpoint, they need to only be associating with people that are good for their image. Ah. So like if I'm, let's just say, for instance, if my portfolio was all lingerie, I think it's less likely, like if they, if like, the, the creative director for a major company, corporate client, went to my Instagram and it was all naked women or lingerie shoots or whatever.
0: I think it's less likely that they would be like, let's hire this guy for our headshots. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm all saying? It's like if someone goes to this guy's profile, it's like, oh, you're doing it's this. It's just that.
1: It like, you know yeah. what I mean? And dude, I can appreciate and love the work. I mean, I can really...
0: I appreciate all From like a business aspect, from a, you have to I'm think,
1: a very business minded guy. Like like
0: you have to think from that from the aspect of what is the client gonna think if they were to show this to someone. Like, oh yes. who we're we hiring? Oh, this guy. Oh, what's his IG? It's like the first thing. Oh, he just shoots uh, smoke bombs and so I, dude, oh my god yes <laughs> and, yeah. you know like or he By just, the way,
1: i should show you i was in vietnam and i tried like i met this vietnamese photographer and he was like let's do a smoke bomb shoot let's do this and the photos of me i like was the subject matter they're the most absurd
0: ridiculous how cringe Ridic- did you
1: they're feel? <laughs> so <laughs> The smoke was like going into my face. For him, he, for him, he just about. like just
0: got Instagram and he's <laughs> he like, "Oh my god, smoke bombs! They're so <laughs> <Exactly>. cool." <laughs> it was freaking. Oh my god, it was hilarious. But that's the thing. No, like, but you bring up so many valid points. Like
1: it's in fucking facts, dude. I, I like if if any photographers are watching this, like to not chase the trends on Instagram and the likes because that actually it doesn't seem like it's like doing damage, but like when you're only doing. Like the hype beast photography or like the freaking like let's do like sh- symmetrical shots of tunnels and buildings and architectural stuff. Like do it. The, like I think it's awesome to do it. But if you were looking to brand yourself, like who is going to pay you for like all the shots of buildings that you're doing?
0: You know yeah, what so I mean? Like no one's going to pay you for those weird Because I've done it too, features.
1: man. Like I like found a guy like, do you know the 13th witness? He's like a sick He's an architectural photographer. He's like the he's like an o g Instagram like, okay. like crazy c- symmetry like he's in New York, and I remember I saw his work and I was like, that's what I'm going to shoot and then I just it's that it's that brutal realization of the industry that we're in where we're like am i am I just doing this for fun or do I need to get paid And for me, it was that's, always that's so I need facts. to get paid, man like i like i don't have I still to this day don't have a plan b which which a lot of people would say is crazy because, like, that's anxiety-inducing. Like, that's scary to to but, to go into an so, industry.
0: But you're so deep in it, though. At I'm this deep. point, like, you have connect- that's what, that's great what connections, great connections, and they're clients. like, you're deep into it, man. Like, you need to you need to ease your grip a
1: little bit. But like, I came from you know my, you know my family, my parents are academics. You know, like they they found careers that they that they went into and did for 30, 40 years. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm. Striving to do I'm not looking to like just like kind of dip my feet in and like try something out and then go back to what I was doing before you know what I'm saying like there is no like I can only move forward with this I can't Mm. go backwards there is no plan B like everyone I've met that like had a plan B I mean, it's so tough because everyone said to me before I went full time. They said, "Have a plan B."
0: That's the worst advice you could ever give someone who's trying to dude, create something new. Is that you should have no parachute because the, otherwise, yeah, like you the, won't you won't succeed. It was, that way.
1: No, it was by any means necessary, and like I still like I don't have the same drive that I had before. But like, dude, if you met me in 2013, like the amount of hustle that I had in me. To like, I mean, I was doing crazy shit. I was like printing out flyers. I remember I, dude, I once, this is a funny story. This is an embarrassing story. I'm ready. But I took these flyers, headshot. I I printed headshot flyers. And it was like a 100 bucks for a headshot. And mind you, this was like two months after I went full time. So I was like, I'm basically unemployed. Like I have no money. I have to pay rent. Like I need to make some money somehow. So I printed headshot flyers for a 100 bucks a headshot. And it was in my apartment building. I was going to shoot him in the conference room in my apartment building can I do, can I do. And, and, and try and get the tenants of the building to sign up for headshots with me. So there were about 500 units in this building. Okay, So I printed out 500 flyers and I went from the top floor, put them down on doors, like at people's door, front door, yeah. and went down every single level putting these things around, hoping like maybe someone will call me and I'll make a few hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks doing headshots. Like it was like a humbling and it was like a hustle hustle thing. That's the shit that people don't want to do. People do not want to do that. Worst part about this story is I got to the last unit, dropped the thing off, got a call from the leasing office and they go, "Uh, is that you dropping off flyers in front of people's door? They're like, you're not allowed to solicit business in the building. (laughs) You can't do that. And I was like, "Oh man, I didn't know. Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't even think of that." Yeah, that's so weird. And she goes, "Do you mind picking
0: them up?" Oh God! <laughs> After you just had like and a couple of hours doing that, was that like shit, four
1: hours, dude. And she made. I had to go and pick them up. Oh, it's so embarrassing. It was the most like, it, dude. It was soul crushing. But that, like, the the reason I tell that story is because, like, that intensity, that like motivation of like. I will do whatever it takes. Like My ego, I don't even care at this point. I'll throw my ego out the window because I'm going to survive doing this. Mm. I am going to pay rent doing this no matter what. There is no... There is no failing, and, and, and to have to be able for me to look back on, like, the last seven years is is bananas. Why, why do
0: you feel so, like, adamant about that, like, that had to be your only source of income? Is it, like, a pride thing? Is it because you kind of wanted to, like, prove it to yourself? Like, why not keep up part-time and then just still do your photography and pursue because that? Because I
1: tried that. Like, I mm. did the part-time thing, and I think that, like, I'm the type of person, like, it, to a fault where I'm all or nothing in everything mm. I do, dude. Like, I'm all or nothing. Like, I... I did the part-time thing for, and it helped. Like, I was in the service industry. I was a bartender. Like, I'd be able to take shifts off and do a shoot or shoot an event. Uh, But I never, like, I never had that drive like that, like, your ass is on fire drive. Yeah. Where you, you don't have a choice, dude. You're like, I mean, I legitimately was like, I'm going to be homeless if I don't get paid to do this. Like.
0: That's crazy.
1: And I just, yeah, you're right. I could have, like, in theory, I could have just
0: but had another but, job. But that but motivation like, of... But I couldn't. Yeah. You knew I yourself couldn't. enough that if you had that little bit of comfort, yeah. that you wouldn't, wouldn't like, take yeah. that extra then, edge. Dude,
1: how many friends do you have that, like, got some mundane job, and then 10 years later, they're still doing it? Oh, my 15 God. 15 years, 20. Do you want to do that? I'd rather I'd rather struggle. I'd rather... Dude, I'd rather struggle the rest of my life than work in a cubicle.
0: Dude, that's the worst soul-draining thing I can ever I won't do about. it. I
1: won't do it. Dude. I've been there, dude. And it's I'd worse. rather do the funny thing is I'd rather do headshots for the rest of my life than like work under a boss that is breathing down my neck and asking me for
0: like TPS reports. Yeah, yeah I'd rather do headshots in my own studio that that you dude, that, it's and, not you, and a, you own too. It's like my own studio yeah. that I that in that, that I set the time and they came on my time. Dude, and then it's I an took amazing their... life. It's like it's a great life. what's, it's the, like, what's, what's wrong at that point? It's
1: great. It's I, I'm oh. super, oh. dude. I'm so grateful. It's it's it's, it's like. It's bonkers man and it, it it it's just so cool. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out also like how can I be like in 2020 how can I just be of service dude cuz I'm actually really ha- like I'm happy. And for the first time I'm like not like I have eased my grip off like that terrifying prospect of what if I fail, you know, or what if I'm not like recognized. I mean, dude, I'll be yeah, the first to tell you. everyone wants to be the world's famous. I wanted famous. to be famous. Yeah, like, I legit, like, was, like, when I, that hustle in 2013, I was, like, I am going to be Richard Avedon. Like, <laughs> I am going to be the Annie Lee. like, and that's, it's still there, dude. Like, I haven't, like, given up on, like, wanting to be something great, but I've reworked my, my thoughts thought on like, what does that mean? What does success mean to me? Mm. Uh, it doesn't mean like a hundred thousand people liking my photos. And I had to really look at that and be like, it doesn't mean like Instagram followers. It means like quality of life, human connect, quality of life and human connections. That's really like, if I boil it down, like how strong are my connections with the people I love? Mm. And like, how happy am I in like my day to day? Like my just day-to-day life and at, and with that like owning my own business i'm able to choose who i surround myself with very true which most people don't have yeah when you got when you go to an office shop you just got to
0: deal with your oh, dumbass you smelly co-workers
1: you got someone you hate like that like gets on your nerves and you have to see them every single day it's i, I
0: you gotta put your you headphones know? in and listen to youtube all day baby yeah do an hour yeah. of work and sit around the rest
1: dude and, and so that's again with the gratitude thing like being able to look and say hey i'm not like shooting for vanity fair or forbes magazine right now yeah. but like but
0: i have a pretty good life you know it's st- it's like those shoots seem so far in between even the reference of Avidon, I, I know i've like read some of his books and mm-hmm. looked a little bit about his early career that guy just got lucky he like and it was, he things, was able to get lucky at that some point things it's just timing and you can't help if you are that person that timing in the In the span of space and time, there's just a thing called timing. And sometimes you can't choose it. Richard Avedon happened to be at the right place at the right time to be shooting for this magazine, to be in Paris shooting Dior's first collection and then becoming friends with Dior. And like... It's It's a crazy
1: story. It's insane, dude. And Annie Leibovitz was getting—I think her first her first client was Rolling Stone, and she was practically getting paid nothing to go on tour and like photograph musicians. So it
0: was just timing. She happened to be that girl who was at this right spot to be, to be there to get the gig with Rolling Stone. And the
1: main question is like, is that still possible today? It is. I you know, see it all the time. You,
0: like if you're best, if you're living in New York right now as a teen, and your mm-hmm. best friend happens to be the next big rapper, next big designer, it's like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're cool ass, mm-hmm. or like like Gunnar Stall or mm-hmm. something like. That. I'm sure you know who that is. Mm-hmm. He's like the biggest hip hop photographer right now. That's a really good point. Yeah, and it's literally because he was just at the right concerts Being with the right, right friends. Yeah, you know. And yeah, yeah. Good timing, dude, you're absolutely right. And I,
1: I think at the end of the day, it's like. Like, no matter what anyone's doing, as no. long as we're doing it, like, for, with as much truth and authenticity as possible, I think that's all that really matters. Like, and not getting lost in the sauce, like you said. Uh, and and really, like, dude, so d- you saw that uh, post I was putting on Instagram about seeing Platon. Yeah. I replied yeah. that story. he is dude, he's such a sick photographer. And anyways, he came and spoke for an hour.
0: Oh my and he God, showed what, his did,
1: work what and, did he say? It was sick. So he showed his work and he really just gave like an insider's look into like what it was like working with each of these people and like what it was like to connect to them on, on a personal level, which I, I just loved. He was like speaking speaking truth to mm-hmm. me because I'm like, yeah, it's about how you connect. And all of his work is, I think it's, it, it's impactful because he, he's having a moment with someone and he captures it. But at the end... The way he ended... And the funniest thing is, dude, he was not speaking in front of photographers. He was That was like at a credit union conference. Yeah, it's,
0: I, I didn't know where you were. It are. was so
1: funny. I was the only photographer in the room, which I was like, oh, my God. Did people realize how amazing this
0: is? <laughs> no one probably even knew. The, like, probably knew half
1: of it, it. Nobody knew who he was. It was, oh it was so cool. So what he said at the end, he talked about doubt. He, it was just su- such an inspiring uh, presentation. And inspiring also just seeing where he's at, like that he's now on stage. And he's speaking in front of a, like that goes to show what we're talking about. Like this is a superstar photographer that we see his Instagram. And we think he's only shooting like huge clients. Like his life is Faint, extravagant, extremely famous, famous people. people. And he's speaking at a credit union conference because obviously they paid his rate and he's there doing it. So that was one of those things where it's like, he's something. humble enough to do it. And Hey, we're all just trying to like make a living and, and, get you know what i mean and like
0: and just get by like and he's, he's not, not some a, snooty guy who's like only i only shoot dick cheney in presidential, yes, exactly uh, and black and white uh. exactly
1: dude but what so what he came what he ended with which is like where i'm trying to be now is he was like it all comes down to like service like being of service to other people and like the only way to grow is to is to help other people and like and just, like, it doesn't have to be in, like, like necessarily, like, volunteering, but, like, just coming from a place of, like, not what can I get from you, but what can I, like, what can I do for you? How can I make, like, your day better? You know what I mean? Like, how can I do something that is not completely coming from a place of ego and pride? And, like, part of the 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 meditation for me is humbling myself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a, there's a running joke. It's like, this might sound a little silly, but it's like sometimes i feel like a, an ego maniac with like an inferiority complex
0: <laughs> i love that
1: like i like have a lot of ego but like i also feel like a piece of shit sometimes uh you know and i'm like i, I swing between one and the other and the and the best way for me to get centered is just be like dude get out of your head so true just get out of your head like it doesn't matter at the end of the day like we're like spe- we're specks of sand in the in the stream we're of eternity like, we are nothing dude like, come dude. On, like... It, none of this nothing actually matters everything is fine regardless of what happens like whatever but for me this year i'm like genuinely going to try my best to just volunteer my time to take my photography do more of these personal projects uh, like that homeless you referenced the, the homeless shelter like there's another organization that's incredible they're called uh, legal aid society of dc They provide uh, legal services for people in D.C. that are like victims of domestic Mm. abuse or or like their their house got repossessed or and they just don't have enough money to hire lawyers. So these and these back to that, dude, these are the people that end up homeless because they just can't afford legal representation or they just don't have the resources that other people have that they take for granted. So Legal Aid Society gives them attorneys and like it's freaking insane what they do. Um, but I'm volunteering for them. I did last year and I'm, I'm doing it this year taking portraits of these people that got like legal representation.
0: But being in service with people. like So even if you're like providing a service as a photographer, you know, doing product photography, how can I right. make your business better because I take good photos of, pro- of products that could help bring you more business. Yeah. Is that kind of, or are you, are you yeah. talking more like charity stuff?
1: I, I mean, in this particular context, this is like more of a charity mm. thing. You know what I mean? Like this is me connecting with people similar to what I did at some. And just like, dude, I don't know, man. Like I have for the longest time been like, I am not going to shoot for free. Like mm-hmm. there's been such a pride point where like and even on personal projects I'm like I won't do it unless like I won't pick up my camera unless I'm getting paid yeah and that's a dangerous place to go it man. is because you can really get stuck in like doing a bunch of work that is not f- filling your soul and and like
0: inspiring you because you're only shooting when you get paid because well, it's weird to have something that's both your profession and hobby at the same time you know yeah. it's something that's both your creative outlet and something you get paid for so you start <laughs> oh, your tough, your, your creative output is it has to be separated from what you're getting paid for. It's like, and that's the weird. It's so hard. You're,
1: you're, I feel like you are much better at it than I am. Like, I feel like you probably do more creative projects than me. And like you shoot on film and like, dude, you put together. Yeah, Well, that's the exact reason
0: why you have two studios, my guy.
1: But but, but see, that's the thing. I look at your work and I'm like, Oh, like I'm like oogling over your work,
0: you know? And, but, but I, 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 I have, and I'm, coming out of that trap of that work is not what's getting me paid and that and and even hearing you tell us i'm like yeah that's me like that's the relation i had a few months ago and i'm like okay i need to re- rethink and re re approach photography as a business because it's not about these amazing yeah. beautiful crazy shoots it's great if you can do that work yeah and you could share that in your portfolio but it's absolutely am i doing the work that i could go to local businesses and, and generate income you know like yeah and and that is a realization that I've personally has a photographer, even before he said it, I'm like, okay, I've been approaching this thing wrong. You know, I think a lot of people just want to
1: be discovered and I yeah. think, and, and they just want to arrive, you know, like mm-hmm. I think so many people and, and dude, social media is set up to make us believe that, that we're going to so arrive. Is. And that's the other thing with LA, like a lot of people just go to LA and they expect that like someone's going to be like, you know what? You're special. Like I'm gonna give yeah, you right. this job. So many people go to LA and do that, and then they're working in restaurants and they're working in a bookstore, and they're like, "It's so different." It's if crazy, you're going to LA
0: with a giant portfolio and a good, and like a, a yeah, like everything, every, you you've built an empire dude, I think that you like, could transition, and then it's more, I, it's, it's, feasible. It's, it's feasible, it's feasible, yeah. dude, and yeah. it's
1: not like I'm doing it like really baby steps. Like go for a month, like put together some work, make some contacts, come back to DC, like do my work in DC, go for two weeks, you know, like this is. This is the angle that I have now, is, as opposed to, dude, the leap of faith stuff is like, I hate to say this, but I think I'm too old for it at that, this point. You know what I mean? To like, I'm yeah. just gonna drop everything and, and just be discovered. You can't do that make... anymore
0: because why would you start over from zero? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've yeah. had that similar thought when yeah. I first moved to DC. I was like, I was like, am I wasting my fucking time here? I was like, I wanna be a fashion photographer. Right. Should I have just moved to LA or New York? I feel like I'm kind of messing up here. Not, ne- and not necessarily, dude. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and that, those are just thoughts that I had. And, right. and, and then, then you start getting realistic, like, oh, wait, how do I do all this stuff? But, dude, I want to talk about Platon a little bit more because I love talking about yeah. that. Yeah. I can't believe you saw him speak,
1: though. It was, dude, so he, what what's what I love, what I, what I really value about photographers, like the ones that stand out to me, are the ones that, yes, their work is amazing, okay? Like their technical ability is amazing, like their cameras, like their connection... What I am most drawn to is like the photographers that are just super charming and like, mm. and they just have this Charm charisma an and like that, they're, that they're able to just connect with anyone and they're able to inspire a freaking room of 300 people or a thousand people. Like that I'm really, really drawn to because that goes beyond photography. That's beyond, that's like, if you're able to tell a story that inspires people, it doesn't matter what you're
0: selling, dude. Or even take a photo that could tell a story. Like that's, it's a lot oh, yeah. more difficult than people think, did you ever see the documentary on on Netflix?
1: No, I didn't know he had Oh, to. shit. That's crazy. Dude,
0: it's so sick. So there's this documentary, I forget who did it, but they, do, they document uh, different artists, so, one was like the guy who developed the Nike shoes. One was this guy. One was that guy. Yeah. And in photography, they did Platon. Wow.
1: And so okay, that's awesome. I was
0: so fascinated watching this. And like they brought, they showed you his studio. They showed you his setup. Literally, oh, that's the, the shoot that he did that they showed you, Dick Cheney came by. That's ridiculous. And so you're in his like, his New York studio warehouse. Oh my God. And he's like, and he's got a team of people. He's mm-hmm. got like six people working yeah. for him. Like, I couldn't believe that someone was operating mm-hmm. at this level. I was like, this mm-hmm. is insane. And Insane's then, level. and then, there's a couple of things I thought were really, really crazy. One is he has a photo printer that's fucking like longer than this table. Ooh, but he nice. said that the photo printer was like developed by NASA. So it's like this weird, crazy what? space printer that has these weird sort of things about oh, it that God. only that printer can reproduce. And I was just mind blown Insane. about that. Like, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm probably getting that all wrong. But then while he's talking about that, he's like, Oh, my client's here. He gets the door. It's Dick Cheney, right? Just coming in to get a portrait done. Just coming in to get a portrait done. Wow. And so what he does is like, and now I'm like really paying attention because I'm mm-hmm. like, how is this legend going to conduct this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, he just goes, Hey, yeah, I know. Sit, sit down, Mr. Cheney, you know, and he puts him in front of like the, and it's, his setup is so simple. It's like a white backdrop, yeah. like one umbrella mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Platon kind of, he sits him on like a, like a, uh, an apple basket, mm-hmm. like a little crate. And I don't know what he did. Like, maybe I the, missed he it. He has
1: the Roloflex, right? Or yeah, yeah. Like the, and he has it at this, like, low... Mirror. Yeah, at that's, this low angle. That's... A, I think that is, like, a, the secret sauce, dude. Because think about it. Like, if he can hold the camera here and still be... Like, you can still be looking at each other, that's, like, next-level human
0: connection. Yeah, but, right? but, but the thing that we photographers look at is we look at the interaction that they do mm-hmm. to get you to that moment to take that photo. Yeah. And that is the yeah. hard part about portrait photography and headshots i admire about your work because you seem to really capture people well and to watch platon do it i was like oh what's this banter mm-hmm. like, what's the banter how like what's he yeah. talking about is he making jokes and mm-hmm. he'll start off digital and okay. then he'll then he'll say he'll just like vibe it out and he'll be like he'll go to assistant hey, hand me hand me the roll effects like like nice. the guy just knows that yeah. it's about to happen yeah, yeah. and then blah 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 they're talking he goes oh just hold that right there just look right at the wow. camera that's, so that's cool. it and then you know he processes it and he does that crazy black and white kind oh, yeah. of platon effect i contrast i yeah. don't understand
1: yeah yeah and he shoots like he he also shoots wide with a lot of those shots the distortion like, effect yeah which is man if you've ever tried that it's very hard to pull off it's very hard to like like his clinton photograph maybe, with
0: the big hands oh
1: oh he, so he talked about that one oh did he he talked about that one which was so cool yeah so that was an interesting story and I don't know if he's ever spoken about it like on film, but he he essentially said that he did. He got hired by, I don't know, Vanity Fair or something like that, like one of these major publications to photograph Clinton. And they go, hey, do not do anything crazy. We just want really clean headshots of this guy, like powerful photos of him. Like, we don't want a PR disaster. We don't want anything. Don't do anything crazy. Just take headshots of him. So he goes in. Clinton is like surrounded by security. Their security is like CIA. Pressure. He was like the anxiety is like insane. <laughs> he can't with anxiety. He has five minutes with with Clinton, and he does all the headshots. He does all that stuff he's supposed to do, and then he had a moment where Clinton was like about to leave, and he goes, he goes, I've got one opportunity. I'm never going to meet this guy again. Um, I have to try. So he takes his he takes his. 85 off and he puts his wide angle lens on. He says something to Clinton like, I, can I just get can I just get one more shot? Can I just get one more shot? And Clinton's like, yeah, of course, of course. And he sits down and he does that thing where he's got his hands on his knees. That's what it is. And he shoots, Platon shoots from a low angle to where like his, you know, Clinton's legs are open and it's like, you know, it's kind of a suggestive photo. Yeah. Uh, and he gets that one shot. He takes one photo. Whoa. Clinton then leaves. Platon goes to his magazine and at that point, they were doing contact sheets. So he does like all of the headshots at the top of the pile. And then at the very bottom, he just throws in that last shot he did, just like, hey, what do I have to lose? why not? Uh, they, he doesn't hear from them from the magazine for months. He starts thinking, oh shit, did they hate my work? Like, are they, did they hire another photographer? Like, he's got the anxiety that you and I talk about, like, that everyone is dealing with, even at that level. And um, a few months later, he's watching CNN. And they he's watching Larry King, and Larry King pulls up his photo. Oh, oh my, my Clinton, god! And he they start critiquing that photo. <gasps> the magazine used that one photo, the, the wide shot, his like signature photo. So that was just fascinating for me. It's like see, that intuition, man. you know. It was really fascinating for me to see because I'm a I'm a more of than not I'm a safe shooter. I'm like shoot what the what I think the client will want. And I've done like the editorial stuff where I'm like. Just light it really clean, dude. Like, don't go too crazy because I don't want to piss off the publication, you know? Mm. But that's how these guys... I mean, dude, we're a sea of photographers. Millions of people have cameras.
0: And it's like, to think like that is just really... How uh, do you do something different that stands out? How do you... How do, you, how do, you, how do you, I'm so curious about your work. Like, speaking... That we can like, I can't even talk about it with like. How do you approach your like headshots and your portraits and stuff? Like, what's your dude?
1: Approach? I, like I said with Platon, like he's such a he's such a charismatic guy, and just like you just kind of wanted to be around him. I think I just, dude, I just like really like connecting with people. I just really like talking to people, and I, I think I just have an ability with people to get below that surface level. Bullshit, Mm. and I and I and and I think more importantly than the ability, I I have the ability to do it very quickly, because with headshots, like you're not, you don't just have all the time in the world. You're not taking five hours with people, like thirty minutes. You've got thirty minutes maybe, and like people come in, the people that I get, like they're stressed out. (laughs) They're like they're also not only are they stressed, they don't want to work, they don't want to do this. Like no one's excited about getting headshots done. More people are nervous. Like oh, is my hair right? Yeah, yeah, it's anxiety inducing. So. And like then if, if you're anxious and you don't want to do something and I'm sure you've experienced this, you point a camera at someone and their eyes are like deer in the headlights. They look, oh, that's they the worst. You're like, oh crap. And you can say to them, you can go, okay, smile. And they're going to look even worse. They're going to give you like that teethy like, horrible grin you know yeah so my thing is i don't take so that's why i have those two spaces so i have a studio upstairs then i have my office it's very crucial i've got two separate my office is like a freaking lounge it's got like couches and freaking plants it's like a billy reed store oh dude billy reed shirt oh shit i was just kind of going off my intuition (laughs) (laughs) that's tight (laughs) funny um but uh and then the studio was like utilitarian like just like straight lights, like makeup station. Like it's not a hangout spot. You go in there and you work. Uh, So what I do is people come in, they sit down with me. I get them something to drink, like a sparkling water. And then before we take any photos, we just sit and talk for like 10, 15 minutes. Dude, that's so important. We just chill. We just hang out. And I, and I say to them adamantly, I'm like, this is not meant to be stressful for you. We're just hanging out. What you're doing right now is exactly what you're supposed to be doing for these pictures. We're just going to continue talking. And the only difference is, instead of me looking at you like this, I'm going to be holding a camera. And I'm going to give you some guidance here and there. And through that, I think the reason like I've been able to do well uh, with with taking portraits, and it spans beyond headshots, dude. It's like any portrait. I, I use this method with any photo I take of anyone, is that ability to like pierce through that um insecurity that everyone has you know and to make people feel like sexy or fucking cool or badass like whatever it is that we're trying to love their skin you know yes love who they are yeah dude to feel super comfortable um in their own skin and uh And yeah, dude, I love that. I love being able to do that for people. I love being able to have someone come in, like, dude, I photographed people that were like shaking. Wow. You know, that like were terrified that like were so afraid of seeing a photo of themselves because they, and they say this, they go, I just don't take good photos. I'm not photogenic. So many people will take that. Everybody freaking says that, dude. And then to to get the shots where they look authentic, they look happy, they mm. look like
0: genuinely happy because they are. It's because you have to genuinely connect with someone. Exactly. You can't just... I love that you talked about that little space of the 10 minutes that you spend because even yeah. if it's a 30-minute 30, a 30 session, you don't spend 30 minutes taking photos. No, you don't need to. You could spend 10 yeah. minutes and get the shot, but yeah. if you can warm someone up and make them feel safe and comfortable, yeah. then it's great. And it's like... If someone's got a little zit, you might like. I I know for me, sometimes I just say I'm like, "Hey, like I noticed that, you know, uh, something blah blah blah." Like, don't even worry about it. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I could take it out in post, or like, it's just who you are, or like, exactly, dude. Feel it's comfortable it's, with themselves,
1: dude. What I do is less about photography and more about human psychology. It so is. You know, it's less about like the photo itself because the lighting, like all that stuff, the composition, like, dude, anyone can go out and buy the lighting kit that I've got. Anyone can have the camera. It's. I, it goes, I, I really genuinely think it goes beyond the work. Like, and, and we're talking about the stuff that I get paid to do. Yeah. It goes beyond the work. It's, I, you know, I just try to be a good person that people like, you know? And I and I swear, like, just just having that above all else, like, being a good person, being reliable, showing up on time... You know, not not being an arrogant asshole has, has worked out really well for me, dude.
0: It's like <laughs> wow, kind of what, what a surprise. Go figure, right? Being a good person right? works out. Go for Go figure, you.
1: but you know how many people, and I'm sure you've met. I'm like, I've met some mean people in this industry, dude. I've yeah. met like really mean people that like that just were conniving and like backstabbing, and and I'm like, why? And and like it's sometimes you want to feed into that, you know, like you want to get into that negativity, but it just
0: never. It, it's never good for anybody involved i, I literally my, you know? my, my poor buddy schwartzy who i've had on this podcast before he literally posted this really heartfelt post yeah. about how he took on this second shooter as like an assistant and then that guy ended up poaching his client i was absolutely, like absolutely dude man that sucks so much absolutely
1: people do that stuff man and it's like there are a lot of two-faced people and it's it just to like stay in a lane and like just focus on like what am i doing am i keeping my side of the street clean am i doing what i'm supposed to do i love how
0: much we've talked about just navigating bullshit in this industry yeah, like know, we've dude. talked about so much how yeah. it's like shitty people like <gasps> doing it for likes like staying true to you yeah. like your bullshit ego it's right. like it's right. like photography is everything but taking a photo at some point like it's that's it's,
1: what i do that's what
0: it boils down it's to. like it, it's yeah. it's not like taking pressing the shutter button is maybe like 10% of it maybe, and knowing maybe. everything else, the camera settings, yeah. its it becomes rudimentary after a while. But it really it's, does. It's You start and to it, figure out that it's everything surrounding that is what makes it amazing.
1: Especially in this day and age, dude. Yeah. Like remember, the cameras are just going to get easier to use. They're going to get easier and easier and easier and eventually like this iPhone camera will take the quality of photos that you and I are taking. Oh, the
0: nighttime is getting good on it. Yeah. Oh my God. So
1: what is, what stands us out? Right. So for me, the number one is like my connection Mm. with people, like my ability to connect. That is unique to me. That cannot be replicated because there's only one me. Uh, But on top of that, and the other thing that like I left out of this whole equation of being able to start full time and go full time and, and, Longevity was learning off-camera lighting, like becoming like kind of oh. a master of, of flash and off-camera lighting and, and stage lighting. That was that's a thing that I think a lot of people refuse to yeah. to get into and to really navigate because it's that's what separates the professionals
0: from non. Is because it's like oh, I'm a natural light cheater. That, that immediately tells me that you're not professional. No, because, exactly. Dude, but even then, like I like the way you balance your your strobe. Like looking <laughs> yeah. at your work and your headshot work, it's there's a weird delicate balance of <laughs> right. like ambient and natural light mixed in with just filling in the face nicely and yeah. i noticed that in a lot of work it's like the right amount to where right. it's not gonna look cheesy yes. but it looks well lit and nice yeah because that weird. is you can dude with it's, studio
1: lighting you can look super cheesy
0: oh it goes cheesy really fast it can fast. go cheesy really fast <laughs> you and know you're like this
1: looks like a freaking 1990s like school portrait this yeah is <laughs> even you taking know? portraits
0: if, if if you set them wrong you start to feel like you're taking a school photo i know, dude like, i know i know um dude well i've been like loving the 100 millimeter focal length for portraits that's a nice yeah i don't know what nice it is but the, the tight cropping of it yeah i yeah. had a client come by my <laughs> my home the other day because i don't have a studio anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we did the session and i shot mostly in 50 and nice. it was his first time ever taking photos good looking dude the first time and so nice. it's like you spend the first 10 minutes just getting comfortable and chilling but then it was something about finally getting comfortable in that hundred millimeter focal length that just felt really good like it's yes. like that focal length didn't mess up I like eighty five and up ooh eighty
1: five that probably would work eighty five is my 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 go-to hundred is is beautiful because there's like no distortion you know what I mean like I feel like you know like dude it's so funny because we're talking about a hundred millimeter and eighty five but like because I've played eighty five out so much like so much I'm like I'm gonna shoot with 24 now. Oh, like you know it works. Yeah, like and and I'm like I'm gonna challenge myself to shoot in 24. So in LA, I was doing a lot of stuff with 24, and I'm like, this is scary, dude. Like, not every shot looks flattering. Like most shots don't. You know, like if you tilt, like if I were to take a picture of you now and tilted the lens like, up, like you're doing headshots at 24. Like I was doing like portraits, like oh, okay. like full portraits. body, oh like wow, full body stuff with 24, and even that like. It just it takes so much more brain power, dude. Like you've got to take into account like all the background obstruction and the lines. Are they
0: crossing into somebody's head? Like you know what I mean. And then then, then not tilting, like keeping it the, the plane tilt. is dude, so important. I always make that mistake. I always make that mistake because even when you try to fix it in Lightroom, it only fixes it so much. No, it looks it, it, like it still looks kind of weird sometimes. Exactly, dude. Um,
1: but yeah, hundred millimeter like. I might have to, dude, I'm gonna have to pick your brain about uh, shooting film. And because 120 film, like I have a Mamiya uh, 645 upstairs. Oh, nice. And it, dude, when I shoot with that camera, I just, I'm in love with every single
0: picture that comes out. It's it's like a, it's like a good film camera doesn't mess up,
1: doesn't mess up. And like, even if the focus is soft, who cares, dude, It still looks beautiful. It looks timeless. You can still sharpen if you want to, but
0: the softness is kind of that thing that you want.
1: And it's not like everyone says like you can replicate
0: film with digital, but I don't think you can dude. You can't. I really don't think you can. The, the, the dynamic range isn't there. The dynamic the, 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 range, yeah. The thing that people don't know about film is film can handle highlights exceptionally well. Exactly. And, and, and retain detail. In retain yeah. detail. It's it's shitty with shadows. So you, you actually yeah. want to, most photographers, like, do you know Joe Greer? That sounds really Really familiar. famous street photographer. Yes, yes. His yes, secret yes. sauce is he just overexposes Portrait yeah. 800 film. Like, he'll shoot Portrait That's 800 great. during the day and, and still overexpose it a, a, like a notch because wow. he, he, he talks about how it, like, there's a crazy element that happens Mm -hmm. to the film when you give it a little bit more light. It brings up more detail and everything. And so I've been doing that. I'm like, yeah, he's right.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) He's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because you wouldn't... I've tried shooting on like 100 uh, ASA, ISO film, and it's like, it's harder. It's definitely like, like... it just doesn't and then it starts to look less like film you yeah. know what i mean even if you get the shots you want a little bit you of want grain, that grain. Like yeah? you
0: want the weird colors and the weird yeah. stuff i'm going to dude i'm going to i
1: after this just so, so i don't spend another freaking 45 minutes on a film tangent i'm going to have to pick your brain about like uh because that's the personal work. Like I want to shoot. I'm I'm looking at contacts, mm. like the T2, the G2, like just having a pocket camera with me every day.
0: Well, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not the biggest film aficionado. I keep it super super simple with all my film stuff. Like, 35 mil? Are you yeah, shooting? Yeah, I don't. I don't even mess with the 120. When I first got into film, which was like maybe 10 years ago, like that's how I got into photography. Was just like film photography. Nice. Um, I tried one twenty out and it was so mystifying back then. Yeah, and yeah. now I'm a little less scared of it, but I just don't have a one twenty camera because I don't want to pay oh, for one twenty film personally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh but for me, when it comes to film, I've been just trying to keep it super simple. Like even the film camera I use, like that you see the body of like probably the good film shots on my on my on my Instagram and stuff. Uh-huh. It's a dirty secret, but I shoot that on a digital SLR film camera on automatic.
1: Ah.
0: And sometimes I'll just put the exposure up a little bit. Wait,
1: digital SLR film camera. So it's got the it's got the auto settings and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, but it's but, but it's on film. But it's on film. That's great. So 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 I can so like Nikon? It's, no, it's a Canon. Oh, Nikon a can. makes them too, Nikon but makes them too. But it was like the first EOS 64630 series and my buddies happened to give it to me cuz he gets he gets them at thrift stores. Dude And so it's got autofocus. I left it on automatic because I was like, I don't want to fuck with all this stuff. If you're getting,
1: dude, that's great. And the photos are amazing. And you don't have to worry about tweaking all the settings and doing all that crap. And and for me,
0: when it comes to film, it's one, I don't want to miss a shot because that's money, right? And then two, it's like, I don't want to be distracted by all of the settings and everything, but I want the aesthetic of film. So how do I get that without sitting there like, with a light meter and all this stuff and, and finagling with my spaceship looking Mamiya. I'm like, let me just do this. But also that digital SLR I'm talking about, it has an EOS mount on it so I can put my modern lenses on it and and still do all my stuff.
1: That's what that's what I need to look into because that like you said too, the Mamiya is like it's a first of all, it weighs like freaking fifteen pounds. It's huge. <laughs> it's not a walk around camera. And autofocus, it has autofocus, but it's so bad. Oh like it'll God. it'll rack for like thirty seconds before it catches the shot. That's annoying. Um and it's impossible. Like it's good if you're in a controlled environment, like in the studio, it's perfect. But being out on the street, like doing street portraits, it's just I don't know, it's not it's not ideal. So Well the
0: contact is like good for uh Street photography There's certain cameras yeah, That I know are context. good For street Some are Expensive as fuck dude It's like It's cause they're trendy Right now yes. Film photography is they're so like 1500 trendy 1500 bucks Dude They're like 15 to 2000 Five years ago You could've gone For like a few hundred bucks I know Now it's like The yeah. hipster context It really fucking is set up Yeah it really is and It pisses dude. me off It pisses me off too Like as much I as I still that, want one I, I know I want, I, one. <laughs> I want one too but I'm <laughs> like, <know>. I can't <laughs> do it Wait, Yeah. Let me we here Alright cool We're fine Um Dude, yeah, no, the the whole contact thing is it, it's weird that film is trendy. Like I don't know how it happened. Like I don't know who Yeah, made film I don't cool. remember.
1: Dude, I don't remember uh people really in 2010, 2011 like at least the photographers that I was following weren't really shoot like it wasn't like a hipster thing. Yeah. Like it came later, you know. Um I don't know. I mean, film was but dude, I mean, obviously film before digital was the industry standard. So I don't know when Dude, it's just a weird you know, thing about
0: it. I think about it like this. When photography started, it was film. And so people always want to improve on the shit. So yeah. someone was like, let me make it digital and let me get rid of all that weird stuff that film does. Yeah. You know, let's make it sharp, high definition. And now we have cameras that have too many megapixels. And I think oh, yeah. I think just yeah. the general populace, people just got tired of Images that are too crispy, too uh, detailed, too Too refined. Too refined. And then now everyone's kind of getting back to you know, I like the 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 effect of film the the aesthetic. Not only not
1: only with with still images, but look at like look at film as in like movies, dude. Look at the all of the High def TVs that had that like freaking weird uh, super HD like image tracking where where stuff look it looked like a soap opera even if you were watching a freaking movie like I hated that. What is this? And then like you know directors would start saying you need to change your TV settings in order to watch this movie. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. They're, like the better the quality does not mean like the better the experience.
0: You know, <sighs> dude. Cool. Um, There's something I want to specifically ask you about, and it was the work you did with the yakuza members in Japan. Oh yeah. Can you talk awesome. about that? Because that seems so fascinating. That was that was.
1: Oh my god. See, that's the stuff. Like, I came back. I'm, I just have to say for accountability for myself, I came back from that trip, a month in Asia, and I said to myself, I'm going to travel to a new country every three months, and I'm going to do personal work. And it's a year later, and I did not stick to that, to that goal. You're so
0: inspired. I was
1: so inspired, dude. And by the way, I also said I'm going to do a gallery show, which I've still been saying this month to people from that series, and I have not done that yet. Let's either. talk about that, actually, afterwards. We should, we should talk about that, yeah. dude. Because that, like, I even bought the frames and everything. So my girlfriend at the time uh, is and was a journalist, um, an on-air reporter. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, doing stories. Like we went to Asia together and she was doing stories uh, for her porf- portfolio uh, that she was going to pitch to news networks. And, and so that's how it works in news. Like you can you can film and shoot your own story and then you can sell it to like ABC or CNN oh, and, cool. and they might run it as like a two minute piece or something. It's wow. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they sell them for like, I don't know, 1500 bucks. I don't know how much it is. Uh, anyway, she uh, kind of facilitated this thing where she was like, I said, like, I want to, get connected with yakuza members That's so sick. uh and so she helped me find them, and we found these guys that like went from being they were former yakuza members and they became actors so what? it was bizarre dude. Okay. they like left the yakuza and then became actors to play yakuza in, in <laughs> movies so and they were dude I'll i'll show you these pictures sometime like i got some really cool shots but like some of them were so absurd it kind of goes back to that like like too much of a good thing like they were like caricatures of yakuza members for like i would say 75 percent of the photos they were just completely ridiculous until i got the like badass like super shadowy shirtless shots with all the tattoos yeah some of them look like um one of the guys in particular reminded me like he had a gucci suit on but it was like it was like an 80s gucci suit so his his pants looked like they were like hammer pants like super ballooned out and he didn't look scary. He looked like hilarious, you know what I mean? He reminded me of that dude in, um, in uh, uh, crap, The Hangover. Oh. You know, he jumps out of the, the Asian guy, he jumps out of the trunk. <laughs> yeah. like, he had very similar like characteristics to that guy. He was like a caricature of a gangster. Uh, so, get, capturing images that were that were cool, what I was looking for, cool and badass. Yeah, like you wanted the savagery a, of that. It was a challenge, dude. Like, and, and uh, especially with the language barrier. But oh, yeah. But anyway, she was doing a story. She interviewed them, and and I did the stills for the story. And uh, again, like, dude, total personal project. It was not like I didn't get hired by a news agency to to fly out there. It was it was one hundred percent like manifested from from within from you know we're just gonna do this and that's the freaking cool thing and that's with photography and creativity like really trying to think outside the box and not say well eventually someone will just hire me to do this how about just saying like let's just go do it yeah let's reach let's just find people who are inspired by it and just go talk to them and that's
0: and let's it's, fly to tokyo and it's that work <laughs> that you just do that leads to some crazy work that you can't foresee in the future. Hands down. 100 percent yeah i think you got to go back and get actual yakuza members i know like i'm not gonna lie i kind of want to like see more of that body like it seems like you got to finish that story i i i (laughs) do i I don't want to do it but it's intense yeah
1: yeah it was there there are some really cool shots from that trip i was i mean i was there for a month so and i haven't shared any of those images because i'm saving them for the gallery show well i saw
0: some on your website the asia the (laughs) faces of
1: asia like yeah i have like eight to ten pictures on there but i've got like I want to do, actually, probably a good time to kind of plug this. I want to do a a, a show that's uh, bodies of work 2010 through 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the Asia stuff. It's like all of the work that I've done that's inspired me from 2010 to 2020. So like a decade in work. So it's stuff like there's work I did in Africa, you know, like, I mean, all over the place in Europe and Asia, like stuff that like, doesn't have to be super cohesive. Like, just, just it's just great work that it's you just stuff show that I'm happy about. You know, mm-hmm. like stuff from Cuba. Just I don't know, and I think that'd be really fun to do, like a little, little show, even at my studio, even in my yeah. office. Like, just take up that whole wall there. So,
0: so that's date pending. That's Dick cool. Kendrick, I mean, I'll definitely be yeah, there. Yeah, you got to roll up. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Maybe we could talk. Maybe that scene could help you help you produce that. You never yeah, know. Right? Yeah. Because that's kind of what we've been doing recently is producing shows. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude, dude we're I've producing seen. a sick photography exhibition on the 27th. I'd love for you to be there. Are you doing the uh, Cheshire again? Or where are you? No. Uh, we're doing uh, Spacey Cloud Lounge. Okay. It's kind of a weird obscure space, but they have a nice gallery in the back. Nice. And we nice. did my buddy's he's a painter, we did his first solo show there and it was amazing, great intimate nice, space. Dude. And we're doing Chris Suspect. You know who that is? Yeah, dude. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I had him on the show and isn't he
1: a New York isn't he a New York guy or is he a DC he's guy? A DC he's guy. a DC guy. His oh, work you know is phenomenal, man, man. His work is oh, awesome, dude. Holy shit. That's wild. I It's like his book
0: release party and his uh a photo exhibition and then he invited his punk rock front friend, band friends. They're gonna be playing on the second floor. Nice. Like a, so like your ticket comes with a punk show. It's like, nice. it's like that sounds nuts.
1: amazing, dude. Yeah, dude. we should talk about that. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be nuts. Um but no, the Cheshire event was just an event that we did because we were just really aiming big on that one. Let's nice. be honest. We were just really yeah. going for it.
1: Cheshire's a cool spot, man. I love that There's spot. There's a lot of potential with that spot. I, I met up with a couple buddies uh that are talking about opening a photo studio there. Like building out a whole f- photo studio. So. Like when no, the Cheshire leaves? Uh, no, like the Cheshire will still be there, and they'll still have the giant event space. But like off to the side,
0: there's like some, oh
1: some retail space there that they're going to potentially make like an art
0: photo video studio. So yeah, they are, I know they already have a video studio in the basement, but you don't yes. want that. You don't no, want that. No, that's photo like studio.
1: yeah, that's um. There's a guy who's like that's his little space there um but yeah so i don't know dude anything that's like that's boosting up the creative arts like any spaces that are opening like art spaces gallery space i'm all for it i think that's so sick
0: yeah i mean um, yeah but what those guys are doing is is cool making spaces accessible for artists to put yeah. on their own events and galleries and I really, yeah, I really like that
1: it's got a new york vibe for sure it's like i it does I, it's like there's there's not there aren't enough spaces like that in dc because they get turned into office buildings you what know? do you think of like photography meetups I think, th- I think they're cool. I don't go to them. No. I don't either. <laughs> I love all the guys that run them. I think they're super cool. I just, I don't know, man. I'm an introvert, man. I don't like, I, I, I exert a lot of energy when I'm working like a lot, you know, to connect with people. Like it's mental energy. It's so much mental energy. And then when I'm done, cause I'm interacting with pe- clients all day, I usually just want to chill, man. I feel like, that. And, and if anything, I I just like kind of want to like Have quiet time. So when those photography meetups happen, like I'm sure, I'm sure if I like push myself to go,
0: I'd have a great time. I just like. It seems like a hobbyist thing to me at this point. Like I think so. Yeah. No one serious is going there. Like maybe if you're just having fun, if you're just trying to have fun and network, that's cool.
1: Yeah. But but I also think like people that started. Uh, with the, I think I think people have been able to like leverage it. You Julian, know? Julian dude, started that street meet, dude. Julian and a uh, Jared are like, dude. They're yeah. so invested in the community, and I, I love what those guys are doing. I think it's so cool. Jared like putting on those shows. Dude, talk about service. You should have Jared. Have you had Jared on yet? He'd be a great guy. He's definitely on my radar. Because so Jared is like he to me is like the definition of service, dude. Like he he puts on shows because he wants to boost up other artists and photographers. And he's not like raking. As far as I know, I don't want to speak for him. But like you were talking about the Filipino Jared, right? No, no, no. Jared Hendricks. Jared Hendricks. He he shares the space with Julian. Oh, I don't know this guy. Check him out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, jared Hendricks. He's, he's like the founder of creative hand studio mm-hmm. so he's like he's down the hall for me and he puts on he does the street meet thing he like goes to all those meetups and he's just like dude like just a, he's just down with like community events and stuff like that i don't know i i just am, i i just really love that because i know it, it takes kind of a certain level of selflessness to be able to mm-hmm. to say you know what like I'm going to print out photos. I'm going to frame them. I'm going to like give my space to people and I know I'm probably not going to make any money doing it.
0: Yeah, that's a fact like that.
1: And that's like, I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, to some extent, I'm still a little too selfish, dude. <laughs> you know, can't. like, am I doing that with my space? No, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, but maybe I could, I, sh- maybe I should dude. So what you do you know? got
0: coming up? What's what's on the, uh, what's, so, on, what's on the stove?
1: So I'm going to, I'm going to New York, uh, this weekend. Oh, uh, I'm visiting a photographer buddy in Brooklyn, and we might just do some test shoots, dude. Just like he's—he's he's like a sick fashion. He does all the agency photography stuff, so oh, wow. we might do a couple studio shoots uh, just for fun. And it's really just a weekend to like chill out, outside of DC. Uh, and then next week, I'm heading back to LA for eight days. Wow! And I'm gonna do. I don't know. I'm gonna try and cook. I've got to start like planning some shit because that's coming up very soon. Like I need to start like or getting you line shoots. up like
0: test shoots and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple like just interesting character studies that mm-hmm. I want to do. I've got this one girl who's a just a badass like biker. She's mm-hmm. got a Whoa. sick chopper, sick Harley, uh, and she's beautiful um, and just kind of a all around badass. So I want to take I want to go with her out to uh, like the desert like Joshua Tree like yeah. just flat open road capture like just as the sun is going down and hit her with like beauty dish or just a like a softbox just get that super clean Ooh, that editorial, cool. like that's just that beautiful shot. That sick, yeah. and it's just one shot. I've just got one shot in mind. Like um, you already have it framed in your mind. Like you, like this is the shot. Yeah, and it looks. It's gonna look like a Harley Davidson ad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, what I, mean? I see what you're
0: doing there. So
1: it's like that is totally personal. Like no one's getting paid. Like it's a 100 percent personal shoot. But like if it's done the right way, and that goes on my website, there is potential for like someone to stumble across and be like, damn, mm. like we need to hire him to shoot who knows maybe it'd be like a moped company or something but they like, tight you though. could shoot this you like, for Vespa you get that discount yeah, code so I want a Vespa so bad yeah so dude that that is that's the sweet spot like really I mean really how can this like if I'm doing a shoot for free how could it be marketed to a potential paying client versus like you know Something that is, I don't know that that it could be fun to shoot, but like for me, isn't gonna like get me anywhere. Like I'm, mm. you know, it's like for instance, if I had a beautiful model that I could photograph, like, okay, I could take shots of her just looking pretty, or I could like, or I could
0: like, how could I like tie that into something that like, is more? How could we have a concept here? Like how what we you just to... describe is like it's like a scene out of a movie. It's a whole concept, yes. her in the desert and the yes. bikes. There's yes. a whole thought process yes. behind it, as opposed to oh, I got this girl who just beautiful on paper yeah. and we're just gonna put her uh on a sidewalk under some trees somewhere it's like what's that uh, gonna yeah do for what's you? it gonna do dude? It creatively nothing yeah portfolio wise yeah. meh yeah yeah exactly well, that's exciting man i can't wait to uh, see all your stories yeah, and stuff from your travels man. yeah
1: dude thank you i'm so glad this is so funny because like it, it talking to you clearly this shows that you're you're really good at what you do because we were able to just talk for an hour and a half Plus, yeah, without having ever really had a conversation before, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive too. That's kind of that's you you like you got to keep doing this. Well, this I think awesome. we're both
0: good to talk to strangers.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. But that like dude, it's pretty yeah. It's it's refreshing for me cuz I'm usually doing I'm usually initiating the
0: conversation, you know what I mean? So, now, dude, so I really cool. I really love this and I feel like I'm really starting to hit a good stride here. Yeah. Um, with just how the content looks, everything about it, and so I'm just really trying to like keep yeah. going. Yeah.
1: And you're doing like dude, like w- what I talked about in the in the beginning about like wanting to connect with artists like that's all i really want to do is connect with other artists like what a perfect platform that you have to just sit and talk to people that are doing also doing creative stuff and you're and i love that you're not just working with photographers you're working with like Artists of all
0: culinary oh, like, entrepreneurs. I'd be so culinary entre- if I was only talking to photographers. Right? That's I know. How, the story how,
1: is pretty much the same That's, that's the how work. I
0: initially started. I was like, oh, let me talk to photographers. And then yeah. literally myself, I was like, this is boring. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not fun. Let me talk to some different people. But Entrepreneurs, dude, the whole thing. People are going to love everything you've had to say, dude. Like, you've dropped some serious knowledge bombs. Literally, during a conversation, I had to catch myself and be like, oh, sh-. I'll start to like reflect on my own work. <laughs> I'm like, really? oh, goddamn, he's talking about me. <laughs> no, dude. It's just all its all personal experience, man. But, but, but I love that. Like, to not only give you platform, but a platform where other people can maybe find value in it and maybe learn something. And, and when you hear about someone and their story and how they got there, and like the, the few times I've gotten a DM, that's like, dude, that one interview, this one spot, it completely changed my life or changed wow. my perspective. I'm that's like. Insane. That's sick. And then I also yeah. get a lot more stories about how people reach out to my guests, how they're inspired. And I'm just dude, like, dude, that's so it, sick. And, and like, I, dude, I, I can take so many
1: lessons out of your book. I mean, a, again, back to like this idea of being of service, like you are being of service to the community by doing these things, you know, by doing these podcasts. And the fact that like when someone sends you that message, how good does that feel? Oh, dude, it's how good best. does that feel? It's You're best, like, dude. it gives, like, all we want is purpose like all i want is per- i want to have some like i want to wake up and say w- i have purpose mm. in in a planet of 7 billion people like i am doing something meaningful and purposeful that's all that's all i care about it's either it doesn't have
0: to be photography it can be anything dude that's why i think podcasts are so crazy and illuminating because this will live on past us. Like yeah. this content, the audio, the video, it will live on for I don't know how long. It could be ten years yeah. from now, and someone f- digs it up and they go, "I think I kind of changed my life." Yeah, yeah, it's insane, dude. But dude, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah, Elliot, uh, appreciate you coming on, guys. Thank you. Brother. Hope you enjoyed. Please check this man out. Uh, you can find us Instagram in the description or the bio. Uh, it's Elliot Donovan. Really not that hard to find.
1: Oh wait, Elliot O'Donovan. Oh Elliot. I almost called you on the first one, but I was like, I oh,
0: I, I missed it. the O. Oh, oh <laughs> damn. <laughs>
1: dude everybody does i might have to change my name actually
0: nah i'll I'll (laughs) conform around you man anyways guys that's it that's the angle peace out all right dude thanks
1: man sick that was awesome